Today's scripture comes from Luke chapter 16, verses 1 through 13. Then Jesus said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was squandering his property. So he summoned him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Give me an accounting of your management, because you cannot be my manager any longer. Then the manager said to himself, What will I do now that my master is taking the position away from me? I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do so that when I am dismissed as manager, people may welcome me into their homes. So summoning his master's debtors, one by one, he asked the first, How much do you owe my master? He answered, A hundred jugs of olive oil. He said to him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it fifty. Then he asked another, How much do you owe? He replied, A hundred containers of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill and make it eighty. And his master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than our children of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth, so that, so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal homes. Whoever is faith, faithful in a very little is faithful also in much. And whoever is dishonest in a very little is dishonest also in much. If then you have not been faithful with the dishonest wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to another, who will give you what is your own? No slave can serve two masters. For a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. May be seated. I just want you all to know that I chose this text today because I thought it would be easier than the lectionary text from Jeremiah that Reed is preaching in the other two services. Sometimes I really wonder about my life choices, but here we go. Today's text contains what I think may be one of the top five most puzzling teachings of Jesus. We see a parable which commentators and scholars aren't in agreement on how to interpret or even where the text of the parable itself ends precisely. There are a few verses of sayings of Jesus after the parable that seem to try to put some meaning to the story, but honestly, as a reader, I'm still trying to figure out how the dishonest manager is a good guy in the parable. Presbyterian minister and Columbia Theological Seminary professor Charles Kauser says, this bewildering parable and the positive use Jesus makes of its shifty protagonist may never be satisfactorily solved until faith is made sight. In other words, we may all have to wait 
to ask Jesus in heaven what he meant exactly. All that said, let me share with you what I have gleaned from this text in my study of it this week and where I see us as Christians today in it. Today's parable is often entitled the parable of the dishonest manager. I would like for us to think of it in a slightly different way today. Let's call it the parable of the shrewd steward. Steward is the term that some Bible translations use instead of manager, so that's a fair substitution, I feel. And while the word dishonest is definitely used in this text, so is shrewd. And that, in fact, is what the rich man commends the steward for, not for being dishonest. So that change in framing made, let's look at the steward and his actions. The steward is described as one who was squandering the property of the rich man for whom he worked rather than doing his job of carefully tending to the things entrusted to him. And after he had gotten away with this for who knows how long, someone brings this mismanagement, this wastefulness, to the rich man's attention. Interestingly, the rich man does not fire him outright, but gives him some time to clean out his desk and hand over his records. That is when the steward leaps into action. Knowing that he is not fit for manual labor and that he is too proud to beg, the man decides to harvest a little goodwill in the community for himself. He calls in two of the rich man's debtors and very randomly reduces their debts. Bible scholars try to explain just what the steward was doing here. What was it that he was forgiving? Was the steward maybe forgiving interest that had been accrued on the debts? Maybe some interest that was prohibited by Jewish law. And by so doing, was he doing the right thing? This seems unlikely since the reduction that he made to one of the debts was a full half, which would have meant there had been 100% interest charged. Was he maybe giving away his own commission? Now that would be out of character for this fictional man who we were told had just been squandering his boss's possessions. Nothing, nothing in this parable tells us anything different than that he was continuing to squander what was not his by reducing the debts at his boss's expense, not his. To try to explain this parable any way other than that simple reading is probably stretching the parable a bit and maybe missing the point. Now, parables always have a twist, and this one has a big one. The steward does not get reprimanded for his actions by the rich man, but is instead commended for being shrewd. And then what follows makes it really seem as if Jesus wants his disciples to imitate the steward's actions. What? I have to be honest. 
I still cannot t parse all of this text here today. There are some verses that are still extremely troubling. But there is one thing that I do understand after study. This steward is decisive in the midst of crisis. He moves with urgency to take advantage of the power that has been entrusted to him while he still has it to provide for his future by way of creating goodwill for himself in the community. He is wise about the things of the world and he knows exactly how they work. He knows that he has something of value and he takes care to use it. As people who consider ourselves children of the light, those who follow Jesus, we are not always so shrewd and decisive, and we definitely do not always move with the urgency that this steward did. Now, just like that steward, we have been entrusted with untold riches. But unlike the steward's riches, our riches are not worldly and finite but they are heavenly and infinite. We cannot possibly give away all of the riches we have been given. In fact, God would love it if we would simply try. Just like that steward, we are expected to take care of what we have been given and not to squander any of it. When we use our time our resources, our gifts, our talents, unfaithfully, we are squandering what we have been given, especially when we use them in pursuit of what the text today calls dishonest wealth, earthly things, instead of true riches, eternal things. And just like that steward, we are expected to act with urgency Maybe we just don't fully understand the healing touch, the love and grace of God brings to life in crises because we have grown to taking, taking our own healing for granted. Maybe this is why we feel less urgency than we should about our ministry in the world for the world. Or maybe we just think that there will always be time tomorrow to share our blessings so we don't act today. But what if tomorrow doesn't come? May we all be shrewd stewards of the bounty that has been graciously given to us by our Creator God. May we move with a spirit-filled urgency to use both the tangible and intangible gifts given to us to lift up those in very real crises all around us. And may we do our very best to give away everything that has been given to us, not in the hope of receiving something in return, but with the surety that we have already been given everything we ever need through Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we have been given such bounty by you, a bounty that is endless, a bounty that has healing powers for the world. Help us to know with great confidence that this will never 
be dwindled by our sharing it, that it will simply multiply, and that it is our job to multiply it in this world. Help us to act with urgency, Lord, in this world and all of the situations that we encounter, using all that you have given us for the benefit of neighbor and for the glory of your name. All of this we pray in Jesus' name this morning. Amen.